2: It wasn't like, you know, the stomping, you know, like something's coming. I'm just like, what? I kind of hear, you know, it was almost like a bird or something. And I was just looking around and I turn around and I'm kind of behind these trees. And here comes a bear. He's just walking right at me. And the wind obviously was perfect, but he ended up wending me. Uh, and so I, he didn't take off super fast. So I kind of was like, I'm going to go around. I just, I want to get a better peek at him. And I knew he was a young bear anyways, but I just wanted to see him. That's that's I mean, I just love seeing him in the in the flesh, anyways. I mean, but anyways, I caught up with him. He jumped up on the side of a tree. And so my instant instinct was just to charge him, to tree him. And of course it didn't work, but uh someone told me, Oh, you should have barked at him. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I didn't I didn't think to bark, but
1: yeah, you, so. you'd have to sound like more than one dog there, buddy. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> My wife's like, you charged a bear? And I'm like, I, I did. I I ran at it. <laughs> <laughs> got to do what you got to do.
2: Yeah. Well, shoot.
1: Well, shoot, man. I, I, I hit their little red button, right? Because we've, we've been going for a good, uh, I don't know, seemed like, oh, wow. 27 minutes already. Right? So right. we're already having good conversations. So. Guys, I'm on with Seth Watts, uh, my fellow Californian hunter. Um don't don't get to say that very often. There's there's quite a few of us. <laughs> and but,
2: we like to hide.
1: You, you almost feel like you have to, right? I think uh, I think we're starting to come out of the shadows more and more. Um I don't know. I don't know what's causing the boldness (laughs) but uh yeah more and more folks man are either you know partaking or uh looking at it or talking about it getting interested in it and and it's kind of helping you know those of us that have been pursuing you know this lifestyle and passion for a while man it's been kind of nice over the last couple years um you know, last year was kind of weird with COVID and all, but there was a ton more people, man out, you know, out on the mountain we'd go out and it was just like, wow. So part of me appreciated it. And then another part of me hated it because it was kind of blowing out areas. Um, definitely a, a different amount of litter, uh, was up on the mountain that, that was for sure down here. It was, uh, it was pretty bad. It got the forest service to shut down some areas. Um, you know, Pulse Warnings do a heavy cleanup, I think, shoot, man, maybe three times down here. So it's been pretty nuts, man. But why don't you give everybody an intro, man? And, uh, you know, we're going to focus on bears, man, because that's kind of your deal. We had the the bear band stuff that happened earlier. Was it this year? Yeah, it was earlier this well, year.
2: Um, An intro, huh? Yeah. Well, my name's Seth Watts. Uh, I live up in Northern California. Uh, my passion is bears. I mean, they just, it's something about them. They just, they excite me. I mean, it's not, it's just, they're just different than deer. I mean, it's just, I mean, not that a big buck or shoot, even a small buck get me excited, but there's just something about the black bears that get my blood pumping. And it seems like every time I'm out deer hunting, I get sidetracked and off on a tangent because I see some bear sign and then... You know, I forget I'm deer hunting my group, my, and my, usually my, uh, the people
1: I'm hunting with, they got to be, Hey,
2: dude, we're not hunting bears. I'm like, I'm always hunting bears.
1: Man. <laughs> and that, I mean, that really, that, that is an anomaly, man. I mean, for most folks, um, unless you're talking like a spring bear season, right? Most folks, September, fall, uh, those fall pursuits, you know, bear, unfortunately is a tag that's in the pocket. If you have the opportunity, right. An opportunistic tag. Um, but for you, man, that's, uh, that's the primary.
2: Oh, definitely. It's, it's, um, and I wish, I wish more people would carry the tag. Um, I mean, I got in, I got into the whole bear hunting thing, uh, you know, post the dog, the hound hunting band. So I didn't, I never. Got to experience that. Um, I remember as a kid up hunting with my dad and my grandpa and seeing guys in their trucks and running the roads with hounds and stuff, but I've never experienced it. Uh, I think it's a shame that it's gone. Uh, I'm not upset that the bear population has risen because I enjoy it. Uh, but they do need to be managed just like any apex predator. And I wish that everybody that bought a deer tag would buy a bear tag. It will, it will, it will change our deer hunting, you know, uh, 2018, uh, the bear that I killed and killed a young buck, probably a yearling right before I shot him. I mean, I, and I didn't realize it until I got over to him, but he was, I mean, that you could see where he drug it up from a water hole and he had, it's kind of weird how he ate it. He ate the whole head and then all the way down to his, it's hinds hind quarters, which I thought was odd, but no, I mean, it's, uh, they're amazing creatures. I mean, they're just, they're beautiful. They taste really good, which is, you know, as, as a kid growing up, I always heard, Oh man, they taste like trash, you know? And, uh, that's, it's all, it's all depending on when you, when you kill one. I've, I've personally never eaten a, uh, late summer, you know, maybe an archery bear. They may, maybe they taste different. Uh, but I know that from the biologists I've spoken to and just from experience, if you, if you kill a bear late fall and they're, and they're finishing on acorns before hibernation, they're going to, they're going to taste good. And, uh, I can't say that I've ever had bear meat that that uh, turned me off at all.
1: That's the same for me, man. I've You know, a buddy of mine, this seems like it's been five to six years ago. I mean, he shot. We were up in, what would that be? I guess that'd be like six, D6. Um, And he shot. I mean, this bear had to be, he had to be pushing 15 years old, man. Um, And he was old. I mean, old, old. And that was still good meat. I've never had, uh, I've never had any men that turned me off or is, you know, these people say, Oh, it's, uh, super stringy. You know, you can only have it in stew and I've had it every way under the sun, man. It's delicious. Oh, I
2: love, I love the ground, the ground, uh, the ground beef or not, I don't call it not ground beef, but just ground. Uh, I love having it made into like a uh, summer sausage, like salami. That's, that's my favorite. And, and usually, that's what I get most of my bear done in because my wife will eat it. My son will eat it. Uh, my coworkers are beating down my door to buy it from me. And most of them will be like, I'll have some at work. And they'll be like, Hey, what are you eating? And I won't even tell them. Cause I'll bring in like some, some, some wild pig and stuff like that. And they, they know, uh, I'm usually chewing on some, you know, some pork sticks that I've had made. And so once they have the bear, they're like, dude, sell me some of that and i'm like well i don't know if i want to get rid of any of it because i don't know when i'm going to get another one uh although i have a hundred pounds of summer sausage in my freezer right now for my 2020 bear i don't know if i'll ever finish it so i'll have to send you some. you'll have to tell me what you think of it because that that bear uh last year that was the one i had aged and uh, he was
1: 15 Yeah, see, that's uh, I don't know that you can go wrong in a summer sausage.
2: No, and and one I had two flavors. Then I had like a jalapeno cheese, and then just a regular. uh, I can't remember what they call it. It's just got a little bit of seasoning in it. But no, cheese and crackers. I mean, who doesn't like that? You know, or I use it. I'll slice them up and make some sandwiches. Or I mean, it's good stuff. I mean, obviously, if you're going to cook it you know, the whole trigonosis thing, you gotta, you gotta make sure you cook it right and cook it long enough. And so it's not, you're not going to have like a filet, you know, a medium rare. I mean, you're just not going to do that. That's not bear meat, but, uh, it's good. I, I, my grandma had a homemade chili recipe. I love using it for that, you know, substitute the beef out, put the bear in, uh, it's, it's good stuff. It's under. It's it's probably the most underrated wild game meat there is,
1: <laughs> and it's super fun to pursue, right? I mean, you you want to talk about an animal that is elusive, and and I was going to ask you if that's one of your draws, right? Is is it the how elusive they are, or is it the fact that, you know that that bear can do as much or more damage to me as I could do to him? You think that there's some of that in there? What
2: I I think that. I think a lot of it is is knowing that that animal could kill me if it wanted to. I think I think there's a big part of it that is, hey, you know, these animals are, I mean, black bears are pretty, I would say, skittish. They don't want to have anything to do with you. Obviously, if you get in the wrong situation, you know, with a with a, a sow and some cubs, <clears throat> things could get you know, wrong real quick. Uh, you don't hear about black bears killing people very often. I think there was a, somebody in Colorado got killed this year by one, but I think it was that type of situation where, you know, a cub was involved and, but I mean, you never know what you're going to jump out of a bush, you know, up on the, up on the side of a mountain. You did you never know when you're going to come around the corner. And I don't know. There's part of it is, the elusiveness and how sneaky they can be when they want to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's, I, I think those are the two things that draw me in, you know, I can go anywhere, especially, I mean, not anywhere, but I mean, I can go a lot of places up where we live and and see deer and, you know, I'm not seeing giants, but it's, it's just a deer to me. yeah, it's just a deer. You don't go just driving around and see a bear. And so the fact that you don't get to see them that often in person, I see them all the time on my cameras all the time. And I'll watch those videos a hundred times. And mostly it's because I'm trying to, you know, a lot of the bears look the same, but I like try to dissect the video and be like, okay, this bear was here then. You know, I try to pattern them, uh, you know, and and pick out which ones are there all the time. And which ones do I, do I never see again? Uh, that's kind of how I, that I really wanted a chance at. And, and most people would, uh, you know, they would say, ah, that's a crap bear. And I call them daddy long legs daddy long legs because he he had these really long legs and I'll bet if he stood up I never had any video of him standing up but I'll bet he was over seven feet tall he just but he was skinny and so part of me thinks he was really old and and struggling to survive and so I have not seen him on my cameras yet but the one camera that he was on the most has been giving me problems this year And so I have a replacement on the way, but you know, now SBI is closed. So am I going to, I'm a, I am I do not I don't think that camera is going to show up tomorrow where I can, you know, shoot up the Hill and put it up and, and check it later if they open, you know,
1: or whatever. Right. Later in the season. So let's, let's, lay some groundwork here, right? So, we're, you know, we're going to talk about our black bear and our black bear hunting here in California. I mean, bear hunting in general, because you do some out-of-state. But if you, you look across the board uh, with, with our bear population, um, you know, we have bears in 41 states. And of that, you know, there's an estimated 600,000 to 900,000 bears in, in those 41 states. And... What's interesting is when, when we talk about California, people, you know, we're, we're underrated, right. Uh, in terms of hunting, um, and we are underestimated in terms of hunting. When you look at the bear populations in those 41 States, California is second to none. Uh, The only thing that even comes close in terms of population is Maine. Um, Our last number, through CDFW that I that I could find was from 2016, um, and we were looking at okay. 30,000 to 40 or 30, yeah, 30,000 to 40,000 bears in the state.
2: Oh, so and so isn't that? And I don't I don't know the exact year, but what year did they quit? Did they stop the hound hunting? It,
1: it was in that time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was prior to that. Um, okay, well, yeah, it was in well, that date range. So just think about it. I mean
2: back then I think they would hit the quota once in a while.
1: Yeah, there. <laughs> if not every if
2: not every year. I, and I'm not, I'm not 100% on that, but now we don't even I think last year we we took uh 900 and something, yeah. low 900s. 900.
1: Yeah, 919. So, you know, how about the population is far exceeds that. You know, they 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 call it estimates, right? But uh, I mean if you're, you know, if you're erring on yeah, if you're, (laughs) if you're erring on the side of caution, right, you call it 30 to 40,000. That's still, you know, in terms of, of bear population, that's still number one. Um, I mean, outside of, I wonder what, uh, let me look at Alaska. Alaska has to be up there. Well, I
2: know that, uh, Remy Warren on one of his, uh, latest podcasts was, and I posted something on my Instagram about it, about he was talking about, on bear hunting and, and, uh, how his opinion and and part of me wonders if he was just saying this because of the whole bear ban and all that stuff. But, uh, he said that if you're looking for a big black bear, California is one of the is in his opinion, one of the best places to go, to go look now. And he said, if we had a spring bear hunt here in California, it would be better than Alaska. Which for me, even, I mean, I live here and I'm like, man, is he he really saying that? And he believes it? I mean, you think of Alaska and you just think that they got the best of everything. Okay. So
1: Alaska, so I'm looking at it now. I did pull Alaska up. So Alaska beats us. So we're number two in terms of, of population. So Alaska does beat us in black bear population.
2: Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. Right. Well, I mean look at uh, land
1: well, you talk about landmass in reference to that right? and and you know the wilds of Alaska it's hard to it's hard not to see why, but I mean in terms of landmass man, I mean that's we're pretty dense.
2: Oh yeah. And I and I 100% agree with him when he says we have some of the biggest bears. Oh yeah, buddy. And and I think I, and my personal opinion on that is the bears here they're not going to be de- i mean the majority of the state they're not dealing with a harsh winter hibernating longer if the bears here even hibernate not some of them probably not here you not know down probably south here yeah they probably you know they may go lay down for a couple weeks you know at a time because i know that up here uh if i go up where i hunt and i would say late November. December. I've never see them. I don't even see sign of them. So I know that they're, they've slowed down, you know, they're trying to conserve that body fat they've been working hard to put on. But, uh, yeah, I just think that there's more food here than maybe like somewhere like Montana, Idaho, where during the winter, there's nothing for them to eat. You know, here they're just, it's like a constant buffet of acorns grass, you know, whatever snakes rabbits i mean you they probably eat everything
1: so you know here here in my in my home range man i mean the the acorns are are crazy but you know i don't have a migratory herd even when you get you know that three foot four foot of snow that herd stays put is we just don't have it as harsh um there's a there's a bear that that's been running around on my camera man the the big giant sob is all he'd be the the opposite of uh of your uh stilts bear there this guy is his legs look like they're about six inches long because he's so freaking fat uh (laughs) his tub hangs like man it, it looks like seven to eight inches off the ground but the guy is fully nocturnal um yeah, I mean, just doesn't, can't find him during the day, can't get him on camera during the day. Everything about the guy is at night.
2: You know, I have a lot of, a lot of people ask me that as far as the whole nighttime bear. I do have, uh, now the one I was talking about, daddy long legs. He was nocturnal, never, ever, uh, in the middle of the day. He would, he might come through very rarely first thing in the morning but it would still probably be just before shooting hours, but always around midnight. Uh, but most of my other big, big bears, eh, 6 PM. They're out, man. 5 30. They're cruising around. Uh, I get some bears uh, noon. Uh, the on- And the, the weird thing about it is, is the only bear I've ever taken, not around the noon time of the day was my 2020 bear. I shot at that bear right around 6 PM, which is funny. That that, that story's uh kind of funny how that all went down, but uh we're we're cruising up to where we hunt and it's it's back it's back a, a long ways. Uh it takes three hours to go about 19 miles. So we're off the be- beaten path. And, uh, we get up there and I got a, I got a buddy with me who's, who's never really hunted before. And my nephew who I, I hunt with all the time and my other nephew that it was like his first or second year hunting. And so I'd been, I'd been working this drainage all summer with cameras. Uh, I took my 2018 bear there. My nephew took a 2018 bear there. Uh, both, both, uh, 19 inch skull bears. I mean, good bears. And so we get up there, we set up camp and I'm like, it's still kind of early. So, uh, and we're up there kind of to deer hunt late season. Uh, but I know there's bears there. So I was like, Hey, let's, let's run down in that drainage and, uh, check that camera. And so it's about a 30 minute drive from our camp to where we would hike down in and you hike down in this drainage about a mile. And we're coming down around this one little corner. It's like this really thick uh, manzanita buck brush stuff. And we're all just talking like no big deal, you know, like we're not even hunting. In fact, I almost didn't even bring my gun. I didn't even bring my backpack. I was like, yeah, we'll go down. We'll shoot down and shoot back up. And so I look at my nephew about a about hundred yards before I, uh, I put eyes on this bear. And I was like... I just can't wait for that. Oh shit moment. Cause it always seems to go down like, Oh shit right there. There's a, there's a bear. And so we get around this little bend to where it kind of looks straight down this drainage. And, uh, my nephew, uh, that I hunt with all the time, we're looking in the same direction. And then I can kind of, you know, out of my side view, I can see him turn and start looking up this other draw. And I'm like, dude, that's there's a there's a there's a freaking bear right here. And we're not and we're still at that point not even talking quiet. But the wind's in our face, and he goes, That's not a bear, that's a rock. And I'm like, take another look, because that rock just moved. And this bear standing behind this oak tree, it's split. It's like a V. And so I immediately get down and uh I'm setting up because he's I mean, a shooter. And the other thing is. 20 yards from my camera, just sitting there feeding. And so I'm setting up. Meanwhile, my other nephews, he's still kind of coming down the Hill (laughs) and and my, uh, my other nephew, this probably sounds confusing, but he goes, he's like, Hey, Seth, Seth, let Devin shoot it. And I look at him, I'm like, uh, no, I'm, t- I'm <laughs> shooting this thing. This is my bear. You know, I've been working this canyon all summer, which it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not easy to get back there. So, and I'll tell you what. After I after I killed that bear and how big he was, uh, you know, 15 years old. His skull was 20 and a quarter, which is good enough for Boone and
1: Crockett. Or is it Bo- Boone and Crockett? Or what's Pope and Young? Is that archery? Pope, Pope and Young is archery. Yeah, Boone and Crockett. Yeah, so Boone and Crockett.
2: He would, he would score. Uh, it's 20 or better. Um, I smoked him 120 yards, but I almost got too impatient because when he was standing behind that oak tree that looked like a V, I just was like, should I just shoot between the tree? Because I didn't want him. There wasn't a lot of room either way, if he went, I mean, there was, but there wasn't like, if he winded us, they're gone. I mean, they don't, bears don't mess around. They're out and they don't, they're not like a deer where they trot off 20 yards and turn around and look at you Oh, they're booking. They're like a a wild pig where they will run until they can't see or smell you anymore. And so he finally gave me a shot. And, uh, it was a perfect shot. I mean, he went 30 yards and death moan and, and all and I mean that was that's a memory I'll never forget I mean it's the people you hunt with and the story and how things go I think that's the one thing that that's why I keep hunting it's that it's the stories I'm going to have for the rest of my life and that and that goes for whether you get an animal or not
1: you say it you said death moan and it (laughs) it made me relive my first bear (laughs) so that's that's the only bear for me that's ever done that oh dude it it, it actually it's creepy yeah it's very creepy so we're up we're up uh again that d6 that d6 zone uh, a little further north on this hunt and uh you say b6 or d6 d6 okay yeah oh tons of bears up there yeah so so i'm um, you know we everybody splits up and i knew exactly where i wanted to go right so i get you know get packed in there and um man lights you know sun's coming up and we're deer hunting right bear tag is again i've always carried it as an opportunistic tag shame on me and sun hey, comes, but you had one yeah sun comes you know up how many, right? you
2: know how many you know how many people don't carry one and then they see one
1: yeah that's the kick in the kick in the balls there right um so sun comes up, right, and and I mean, you just it doesn't get you're you're in the east, you know the the Sierras there, and it doesn't get any more beautiful, right? And I'm just kind of enamored by the goings on, right? The woods are waking up. I mean, it's just like this picture perfect, you know, hunter's mindset, right? Of of how it's supposed to be, and uh, I'm looking and and I'm right at the top of a of a break on this hill, looking down, and there's a tree line. That tree line is kind of broken up, and then to To my right, there's an open meadow at the end of that tree line, and then there's a trail that comes up off the left side of it, and it's, you know, it opens up a little bit, and uh, out of the corner of my eye, I'm looking to my right, out of the corner of my eye, I see this big flash, so I I look over, and this bear is just, I mean, the wind, well, but right before that, the wind just starts rushing uphill, I mean, just blowing uphill, like, what the hell? And I look over after I caught the glimpse and this bear is just booking it up the hill, man. And I was like, whoa. So I, I stood up, I was sitting on a, a stump and I stood up and there's a tree right next to me. I got down that tree, braced on it, put my rifle up and I put the bead on this bear and it was like a hundred and, call it 120 yards. And it's, I mean, it is moving, right? And I got my arm, you know, bracing my rifle. So I'm coming across, coming across. And I, I line up and the bear is just booking. I'm like, man, my follow isn't fast enough. So I, what I did is I lead the bear. So I'm like, okay, once the bear crosses then I'll just start following there. So bear gets up a little more. I'm following, following, I'm on, boom, pull the trigger, right? And just smacks the living crap out of this bear when when i saw the bear spin okay it spun after i shot and and i heard just i mean it just yelled dude it pierced me and and when i shot the bear was probably about 46 47 yards away after making that run up the hill and uh, <laughs> when when i heard that i mean it it literally went through me and I was like, oh, crap, you know, (laughs) well, well, no, you know what I thought it it, there was I was like, there's no way that that was that bear. I go, did I just shoot a cub freaking ground shrinkage or something like what the hell just Mm -hmm. happened, dude? And at the time I was using my Thompson Center, which is a single shot. Um, so I, I pulled my I pulled my sidearm out. I set that rifle against the tree man, and I just stood there and I'm watching down the hill. I'm expecting to see a cow, a sow, and maybe another cub coming up the hill. And I'm like, what the you know, like super nervous. So I stood there for a couple three minutes and I'm looking and I can't see the bear. I could just see the fur still kind of blowing in the wind, and it's just laying there. So I picked my rifle up and I looked behind me and I crept back, man about, I don't know, I'm going to call it about a hundred yards. it just crept back and I just sat there watching, just watching, just waiting for a sow to come out. And then the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm going, Oh my God, I just screwed up, man. I just shot a cub. I'm freaking out. So I'm, yeah,
2: I'm the sounds they make
1: are, Oh, dude. it's, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, you never hear deer make a sound like that. No, not, not like that. I've never heard anything make a sound like that. So long story short, You know that that death moan freaked me out. It took me about—I shouldn't even say it. It took me about an hour to grab the the cojones to get over there and approach it, because I'm thinking something's going to come up that hill, pissed. And uh, I finally walked over, and when I shot the bear, you know, it did it did a full uh, 360. I mean, it spun all the way around. Well, when it fell over, it fell in a hole. So I it I couldn't see this bear as I'm approaching. I could see fur, but the bear is in this indentation. So I can't, I'm like, Oh man, I just shot this little tiny bear. I was feeling like an idiot and I walk up on it and I finally see it. I'm like, Oh, thank you. You know, it was a nice 200 pound bear, but that, I mean, uh, did something to me.
2: There's nothing wrong with letting, letting and making sure that an animal like that, that could kill you or hurt, hurt the hell out of you fully expire and just being cautious. There's nothing wrong with that. I wasn't
1: I I wasn't waiting on that bear. I was waiting on the one I know, but I mean (laughs) it made me think of that how
2: people just they'll shoot it and go straight in. It's like you should give it a few minutes, you know, unless you've got eyes on it. I mean even then, I mean I still go up and I poke them. You know, I'm just like hey you did. You know, because you just never, you know, one swipe, one swipe from a you know some claws and 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 you're miles and miles away from help with no cell reception, you know, yeah, you can be, you can be in trouble real quick.
1: Yeah. I think, I don't even think we had, shoot, did I even own a cell phone at that time?
2: (laughs) What's funny. What other thing is funny is that where I shot that bear this last year, it's just they're down in this drainage, but in that spot, I got full cell reception. But you go up the hill to the top of the ridge the
1: top where you think you'd have reception and you got nothing yes yes bass backwards yeah there's something else man you know that bear that shooting that bear that year that actually it actually made me not want to buy a bear tag um for a couple of years because i i questioned myself i and and as odd as it sounds that I told myself that there was something different about the bear, right? There was something, you know, you, you shoot a deer and and you're shooting a, a game animal. I mean, not to say that a bear isn't right, but I just felt like there was a different presence with the bear. It was, it was a pretty interesting experience. Have you ever felt like that with, with, with the bear?
2: Um, you know, when I watch, when I watch some of the videos, my trail cam videos, sometimes I watch them and I'm like, you know, they're, they're, they they act like they could be your dog. So like a video I posted not that long ago on my Instagram, um, you may have seen it, uh, of that bear that gets in the water trough. Uh, and it just laying in there and just his its mannerisms of like laying in there. And he's like, oh man, this is, this is so comfortable, you know, and this feels so good. And it's just me. I mean, I, I have a German shepherd, which I mean, he's 110 pounds. He's a pretty big dog. And it just kind of reminded me of, of him. And I'm like, man, and I, and I kill these things. So yeah, I mean, I, there is, there's emotion in killing any animal for me. I mean, uh, I cried when I shot my 2018 bear but I busted my ass that year to get a bear. And I think that was part of it, but there is, I mean, you're taking a life, no matter, no matter what it's emotional, uh, but it's necessary, uh, for predators. And, you know, I mean, for all, for all wild game, they all need to be managed no matter what, if you don't manage them, they're going to get disease. They're going to, I mean, uh, you know, and, most cases when you shoot a bear or a deer or an elk, it's the most humane death they're going to have, or they're going to get taken down by a mountain lion. They're going to get, you know, starvation. They're going to, you know, a wolf, you know, whatever I'd rather be shot, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, emotion is, uh, that's another aspect of hunting that, that, you know, takes me back year and, and year, and it all comes to a draw when you're successful at the end of the year. Is it all hits you at once? You're like, man, I, I worked so hard for this. And I remember when I when I packed out my 2018 bear, uh, and he was about three and a half, four miles from a from a a road uh, to where we could get a truck. Um, it about killed me. And, you know, everybody that's fun with me, they're like, hey, I'll take a turn, you know, and I'll, shit, all I had was a hide and, and a quarter, and, but it was that heavy, you know, and I'm not, I'm not in the best shape that I would love to be in. Uh, I mean, I'll be 40 this year. That's not that old, but I mean, and I was just like, nope, I have to do this myself. I i mean, in my mind, I was
1: just like, I have to do it. That's, there's something about completing the entire process, man. I love it.
2: Yeah. And I had had set a goal that year uh, before the season that I wanted to hunt in areas that were going to force me to hunt deep and I would have to pack an animal out. And that year uh, I was successful filling my bear tag and my deer tag uh, and I packed both of them out. So, I mean, setting goals and achieving them, I mean, it makes you want to go even harder the next year okay, now I'm going to set bigger goals. Now, you know, now I want to do, you know, such and such. And, uh, I think the next year was at 20, it was 2019. I was like, I'm going to Montana, you know, and I'm going to do an out of state hunt. And, uh, and that's intimidating because I think most people, including myself, we all want to hunt where we feel comfortable. My comfort zone. Oh, I grew up hunting up here. So I know the area going to new areas is, uh, (laughs) is intimidating especially out of state and i don't hunt out of state that often
1: uh but that's going to change that uh, <laughs> oh. so there's a couple things there right and you talk about you know that that nature's death if you will right and you look at bears they don't they're they don't have any anything you know uh that that's chasing them down to eat on them so most of them when you you know you get into old age man i've seen a couple you know old bears man where their their teeth are gnawed down i mean literally we had one oh man it was 2014 and uh he had one canine left that was just above the go- the gum line and everything else was at gum line i mean that bear was he wasn't going to be eaten well he was super skinny um, you know i mean his death was going to be winter you know winter starvation more than more than likely that was like o- october when we harvested that bear and uh man it's just something else to think you know that that's that's how that animal is gonna go man um so to be able to
2: conservation you're up there doing your part
1: yeah to be able to harvest a bear you know that old and i mean not to say right nature you know goes back into nature in a respect right he'll get he'll get eaten and and back into the uh the earth there but to be able to harvest that bear, you know, essentially put him out of his misery, um, if you look at it that way. But then to enjoy that meat, you know, and ground and, and sausage, man, was phenomenal. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, like you say, bears don't really have. I mean, what's the, what's killing a bear besides humans? I mean, maybe maybe another bear. Uh, you know, boars will kill young cubs to send a sow into into heat, uh, but. You know, getting hit by a car. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's even statistics out there on do mountain lions. You know, try to kill cubs. I mean, a human in most cases is going to give that bear the the quickest death possible. In most cases, I mean, obviously, you get some bad shots out there, and you know, whatever. But
1: how do you guys look uh, up your way in terms of population? Are you seeing more? more human bear interaction. Um, you have an seeing them, you know, closer to homes and whatnot. Cause down here it's, it's crazy.
2: Well, we did, we did have, we did have a bear. I think it was this, I think it was early this week uh, that was down in the residential area, but still, you know, towards the foothills. Uh, but usually it's on a drought year, but I mean, you know, everybody thinks that bears are, up 10,000 feet, you know, when it's hot and and they're up. That isn't the case. I mean, from my experience, I could go right now and, and take somebody and be like, I'll just go show you right now where bears are living at 2000 feet or a thousand feet, you know, all they need. And obviously they want to be where it's cool, but that's, that's the key to finding a bear, find an area that's got water. They love the cold, dark drainages. So if you're hiking out in the woods and you're in a drainage and you can feel that temperature drop, there's probably bears there because they have to regulate their temperature. And so they like those cold, damp areas. And I mean, I've never seen a bear somewhere where there's there's not a water source. I mean, and I mean, I get it. There's you can be somewhere and think there's no water and there can be a spring. But uh that's how I, that's how I find them. I hike, I hike a lot of logging roads. Uh, I'm not way back 10 miles deep, you know, like you see people doing on YouTube and, 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 and that's great. I mean, I love doing that too, where it's the back country, you know, like, like Brian call and Stealthy hunter, those guys do some amazing hunts. And trust me, I wish I could go do those, but I'm just an average human being that i have a normal job i have a family i don't get to go do hunts like that very often uh but you want to find a bear go walk a logging road find their tracks and follow them follow the tracks and you're gonna find out real quick where
1: they like to be and so, it, yeah it ain't, it ain't hard to find their tracks <laughs>
2: well you know I guess, I mean, their tracks are easy for me to see. I think a lot of people would walk right over them because they, if you don't know kind of what to look for, they look like human tracks because a bear, and I'm sure you know this, but a bear's back foot will pretty much step where it's front foot was. So it looks like human tracks and not every, everywhere they're walking is just like straight powdered dirt where you're going to see their pad and their toes. So it's just kind of like a flat mark in the dirt. And then if you come across uh, some trails, I call them stomp trails where they're just straight up worn into the ground. I mean, they step in the same foot mark every time. And (laughs) I have never found a trail like that. And put a camera on it and not had bears on it. Even if it's an old trail and you're like, eh, nothing's used this trail in a long time. Every time I put a camera on a trail like that, there's a bear there. And so if I was going to tell somebody the perfect sign to find, even over, you know, bear scat would be a trail like that. Because they're they're going through there all the time i mean they're using that to go to and from somewhere
1: so while we're while we're kind of talking on that why don't you i mean you, you've been successful right and there's not many guys that i talk to or know especially in california right that pursue bears again opportunistic so you know we're, we're given a little bit there so why don't why don't you give us a little bit of of your tactics right you how you approach it um you know, keep on. You know what you're looking for. The habitat you you typically find them in, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Well, I think uh, most of the stuff that I've found and figured out was bears was pretty much just you know by accident, just out mostly deer hunting and and whatnot. But uh, depending on where you're hunting, I mean, obviously you want to you want to know what they're eating on. Uh, you know, right now they're probably eating on, you know, a lot of grass, uh, manzanita berries, uh, you know, whatever acorns they can find that are still on the ground, which there's still a lot of acorns on the ground. Uh, so, so I'll kind of tell, I'll I'll kind of start how I kind of got into the whole bear thing, if that's all right. I, um, I think it was about 2000 2012 ish. I was hunting an area with my family and uh, we're up on this point, this Ridge I'm walking, I'm walking this Ridge top and on, and it's a pretty steep drop either way. And there's these tall, these huge like black Oaks that would come up from the side, like basically the bottom and up above the ridge I'm walking on. And so I get down to this point and, uh, my brother-in-law and my nephew were coming around the bottom and out of the corner of my eye, I can see something in this tree that's coming up from the bottom and basically like just line of sight to me. And it's a bear. And I'm glad I didn't have a bear tag because that bear didn't stick in that tree very long. And it was a sow. She took off down the tree, She went down to the bottom of the drainage and up the other side. And she's over there just pacing back and forth, back and forth. Like, Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Well, what I realized is there's two cubs in that tree. And so if I had had a bear tag at that point being inexperienced and I would have shot her, I mean, that's how fast it it happened. And so from that point on, just that experience with bears, uh, I don't know, it just it it triggered something for me, and so I remember I uh, jumped on the radio and I'm like, dude, hey, uh, Terrell, I got this. There's a freaking bear right here in this tree, and it's and it's going down. And he's he's probably only a hundred yards away, and he's like, oh man, we just saw uh, wet tracks on the rocks crossing the creek. And I'm like, well, that bear just went down, so you know. Keep- keep your eyes peeled because i don't know exactly where it went and you know eventually she popped up over on that other hillside but that triggered something for me and so from that moment on i just kind of i was like why are they here i couldn't and we were only two thousand feet elevation i'm like why are they down here at that point in my life i always thought bears were up in the pines top of the mountain you know type of thing and uh it's an area that we hunt quite a bit still and so uh I just always I'm always obviously you're always looking for the the bear scat uh and what they're eating uh what's the other berry that their little thing they eat it's a uh, uh I can always forget the name of it they're like those little blue they look like a they're kind of a bluish berry kind of spiky uh, juniper bushes. You ever seen a juniper bush? They got the berries on them. So where we hunt, there's a lot of junipers and, and these juniper, uh, bushes will just look like all the way around the bush. The ground is just the the tall grass is just matted down. And so, you know, that was just one of those things where I figured out what it was. And so now that's kind of what I look for when I'm in that area is you can go in there and just be like, a bear has been here and most of the time they'll hang out in that area and it's just covered with bear shit everywhere. Cause they're just, they're gorging themselves. Uh, so obviously, I mean, when I go out, I always, I always try to find somewhere where they got cover cause you rarely ever see a bear standing out in the middle of a field. They always hug that tree line for the most part. Uh, you know, food, water. I mean, they're just like any other animal. They want it somewhere they can feel safe. So I know I kind of went off on a tangent there. I forget what you asked me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no worries. No, we're just uh, trying to understand your tactics and, and how, you know, how, how you uh, go about it. That leads to the success.
2: Yeah, I mean that's it's still something to be honest that I'm working on. I mean I haven't been a bear hunter for 20 plus years. It's just something that I've kind of you know since that triggered. I mean it took me multiple years after that moment where I saw that bear and I kind of wanted to start pursuing them before I even came successful. And then once I, you know, once you kill your first bear, then you're 100% addicted. Uh, I mean not for everybody. I know shoot more people than I can count that say I'll never kill another bear in my life because they're they are a nightmare to deal with Uh, they're a lot more work to pack out they're greasy they're greasy as hell Uh, they're just they're I mean obviously depending on the size of it as well but they are a lot of work and so most people they don't want to shoot unless it's on you know on the road or 50 yards off the road because of you know, you better have five, six guys with you, or you're making multiple trips. So, you know, it's kind of like that whole bear ban, the Senate Bill 252. I was hoping, okay, this is going to get everybody excited. And, and, and we're going to, we're going to come closer to hitting that quota here in California. And, and maybe with all the talk, it was going to pull some out of state hunters in, you know? And I hope it does. Um,
1: But I guess we'll find out. We'll see. I mean, if you look at, you know, last year, California sold 30,000 bear tags, 30,000 bear tags. We harvested 919, at least 919 were reported harvested. Um, Well, and I think, and I think it comes down to like what you said is
2: most people carry the tag during deer season. And that's, and that's great. Keep doing it because at some point with the population exploding, you're going to have an opportunity, but we need more people to go out and focus just on a bear. And I'll tell you the best time to do that is if you want to get, I see more bears um, between now, now, and I would say late October, October, After that, you start getting into November, you don't see them. They're just, it's like they disappear. So archery, I mean, shoot, I got friends that are like, man, I was in my tree stand and had a bear come. Where was your bear tag? I didn't, I I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with a bear. I'm hunting deer. And I'm like, well, that bear is going to kill,
1: you know, 20 fawns next year. Mm -hmm. And I think I, uh, (laughs) we don't realize the disservice we do by not doing it. Right. And I'm not going to say that I'm clean in that. I don't think any of us are. I, again, I've said it a couple of times. It's always been an opportunistic tag for me this year. Well, though, and, for, and,
2: and for me, it used to be like that as well. I mean, and I get it, it's just, but you know what, if there's anybody that's in my area and they want to hit me up on Instagram after they kill a bear and they need help packing it out and, I, and I'm available, I'll grab my pack and, and, and meet up and go help them pack it out. If they share the meat with me, you know, I mean, I'd probably do, it we're not even for the meat, but I mean, like my neighbor, my neighbor, uh, he's not into the, he's not a whole big into the bear thing, but I told him, I'm like, dude, and he's one, he saw a bear last year, no bear tag. And I'm like, dude, get the tag. If you, if you take one, I'll come help you get it out. And if you don't want the meat, I'll take the meat, you know,
1: I don't even know. Is that legal? Are we allowed to, are we allowed to gift meat? I I think there is a limit on what can be handed over. (coughs) Which is stupid. If
2: that's the case. I mean, why would they want something to go to waste? You know, someone's going to kill it give it to somebody who's going to eat it.
1: There's a, there's a bunch of things we could speculate about how our system is set up here, man. It, it doesn't, it doesn't make much in the way of sense to me. Uh, oh, well,
2: I had, a, I, I, ran a cost across a guy last year, uh, who shot a bear and I'm pretty sure he just left it. Uh, cause he goes, Hey, uh, what are the, what are the regulations? I'm like, well, you should have, you should have looked at up before you shot it. But, uh, you gotta you gotta provide the hide and i know a lot of people i've heard people say oh the fishing game doesn't care but what the regulations say uh from my interpretation is you have to provide them the skull the hide and the meat now they obviously i when i kill a bear i take obviously the bag strap tenderloins uh you know, front rear quarters. I don't take the rib cage. There's not enough there, uh, to spend the time really. I mean, if I was closer to a road, I guess, you know, maybe.
1: So I don't know. I just pulled that up right now. So the only thing here is just says, uh, and this is how I thought it was, um, that you have to present the bear skull, within 10 days of taking the bear but there there is a portion of this where you are required on your way home for the bear hunt to have the tag countersigned uh if that tag can't be countersigned because the office is closed or whatever then you have I think one business day to uh get that handled and then I'm not sure which if they're kinda,
2: running which is kind of crazy because I mean what if you shoot one and you're on a 10 day hunt and you're not coming back to town. Well, they they, they do
1: um, say on your way home, right? So at the end of your hunt, on yeah. your way home. So that, that so, I can see.
2: My experience with uh, Game Warden, uh, Department of Fish and Game, when I've had my uh, my bears validated, they ask for the skull because they want to pull the tooth. Uh, they want to see the hide. And they want to see the
1: meat. Yeah, see, I've never, I've never had them go through all that. I, they've had to, the, and I learned <laughs> one thing, guys. If you shoot a bear, make sure you put a stick in the mouth, um, and and don't let that jaw cease closed right after it's dead because it's stick, a, a rock, yeah, whatever. Pain in the butt to get it open, <laughs> but to put a stick in that the thing mouth. Thing is, so is that, I,
2: I've never, I've never gotten an age back. Ever, oh no, ever in the state, and so that's why this year I sent, I sent uh, teeth off to. Uh, Madsen's laboratory out in Montana, and I had my bears. Age. I saw that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, uh,
2: you know, that's it not, they'll do seven animals, seven animals. I think it's seven. It's either five or
1: seven for 75 bucks. That's not that much money for the, the cool information that you're going to get. And there, it's you something know, neat about knowing, especially with an animal like a bear. Well, and, you know, you think 15 years, oh, that's not very old that's
2: old to live in the wild
1: that long, you know? So, yeah. So the ones I've taken, yeah, they've pulled teeth and I've, and I've got my age. I think I'm going to say it's over a year before I've, you know, got the letter. Um, But it's pretty cool to get them. Yeah. Maybe it's just,
2: did they mail you something?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They mailed me the letter saying, you know, this is, this is the sex. This is the age. Um,
2: I've actually heard of stories that, Uh, you know, and it's probably, it probably depends on the person pulling the tooth and who took it. I've heard that the biologists throw them
1: away. (laughs) Yeah. That, you know, that, uh, that, that lends itself to the uh, California effery. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's, that's where we start getting a bad shake. Right. When we look at, you know, look at or hear stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, that's very, that that's what we're up against right and and here we are as as sportsmen you know and we're doing the right thing and presenting it as the regulation states but if that's going on man that's uh that's pathetic that's pretty bad well i think uh
2: i talk to a lot of biologists every year most of them are the same biologists but uh which is a huge tool if people don't realize it, uh, to call the local biologists in the area that you're hunting and 99% of the biologists that I've ever talked to are super helpful. They, you know, especially, uh, especially with the bears. I mean, I've talked to them uh, about the whole deer thing and the migration and, you know, all that stuff. But with the bears, they will, I mean, they're not going to say, Hey, drive over here to point a, and you're going to, and there's a bear there waiting for you, obviously, but they're going to point you in the right direction. They're going to tell you what they're feeding on at that time of the year. Uh, You know, they're going to tell you the direction that that bear, those bears in that area are going to move at, you know, at what point of the season, Um, you know, they're going to help you with the population in the area or say, yeah, you know what we we've had a lot of bears at, you know, Bucks Lake this year uh, and problem bears. Uh, so there's the, the population's getting crazy there. So those guys, if you haven't called a biologist, I, I recommend it for anybody to do. I mean, I do it every year. They're probably tired of hearing from me. Cause I call them like, Hey, it's
1: Seth. <laughs> First name basis bigger
2: information, you know, because things change. Hey, it burned up there this year and it was such a hot, fire there's no animals or there's you know the bears aren't there uh so they're helpful um now it's like any job there's always somebody who's not going to do what they're getting paid to do and maybe that's the case with the 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 teeth I've turned in but I thought it was well worth the money for Madsen's lab uh to do it for me and I was kind of uh nervous on two of the skulls I had done the bleaching and the whole, the Euro mount thing. And, uh, they said that they're still pretty successful. Even if you've boiled the teeth and bleached them, that they can, there's a good chance they'll still
1: get the age. So, so what, what, what kind of methodology are they using to test? Do you know? I think what they're doing is they're cut, they're cutting the, they're cutting the
2: teeth open, like kind of like a tree and there's, and there's rings in it. So it's not like they cut it. Like you cut a tree down. I think they cut it long ways. I think that, and they're using a microscope. Uh, don't quote me on that, but that's, I'm pretty sure that's how they do it.
1: Yeah, that's it. They, uh, They count the rings in a cross-section of the tooth using a microscope. Yep.
2: Hey, I know something.
1: There you go, buddy. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Now, sometimes I question myself. I'm like, geez, where did I hear that? Or is that just something I made up in my mind?
1: (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, this is this is going to make me read. I just pulled it up looking at looking at one of these cross sections. So basically, yeah, it's it's like the rings of a tree.
2: Yeah. You know what? And I once in a while, I'll get on the the fishing game website or fishing wildlife or whatever they're called now. And uh, there is a section you can go in and look at past bears that have been killed in California. And it'll tell you their age. It'll tell you the county. And I've seen bears in there that were in there their high twenties, 28, 27 years old. And I'm thinking, geez, was there even a tooth to pull, you know, because you think an animal, uh, you know, the bear I got 15, his teeth were jacked.
1: Worn way down.
2: And just think about a bear that's twice his age or almost twice his age. You think they would just be, you know, or they even be able to kill anything, you know, and eat it. It's just, a, they're just amazing animals and they're, t- and they're tough, but they're, they're soft. They're not they're, Well, I guess when I say they're tough, they are tough animals, but they're not, they're not tough when it comes to like you shoot a wild pig, you might have to shoot that pig three or four times. I mean, it's just something about a wild hog versus a bear. You can dump a bear pretty easy and it don't take a it doesn't take a big gun to kill a bear but he's like oh i need a 300 win mag mm, nope you don't you don't need a 300 win mag unless you're shooting a thousand yards
1: so check this out so with so with the same test methodology they can tell you her rep- a, a sow's reproductive history as well which is pretty freaking interesting man so there's less calcium going into the teeth In litter years, so the Mm -hmm. year lines are closer together. So that's how they determine where there's less calcium going out. So like this one I'm looking at was a 16 year old mother black bear, um, 16 years old, and she had seven litters. And they're doing it with the same lines, and it's just how they're
2: looking at they're looking at the lines that are closer together, and that's telling them the year the years that she. Earth cubs. Yes,
1: the reproductive history. Wow, that's that is, amazing. Yeah, that's something else, man. That's is there pretty interesting. In,
2: does it say anything in there about like a boar? Is or is it just they don't have those lines that are close together? Yeah, they don't.
1: They don't have anything like this. I'm going to assume since they're not. They're not. Uh, you know, lacking that calcium. but What it's saying is her calcium. It's probably because they're putting much of their calcium into milk those years for the uh, instant, instead of the, uh, into the uh, cementum. It's pretty interesting.
2: Bears are, they're fascinating, you know, like, so like right now they're, it's, they're breeding or they're finishing up or whatever, but that bear, that, that sow, she won't conceive like so like that it's almost like she holds on she holds on to the semen and it and it and keeps it good until her body is ready realizes I have enough fat to make it through the winter and then she'll
1: conceive and that's months
2: months later
1: That's just when you start looking at facets like that, man, if that doesn't get you intrigued about the animal, I don't know what
2: will. Uh, There's just there's so much information on them about, you know, like when they hibernate, their 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 the heart rate slows down to like one or two beats per minute.
1: Well, on, on that end, they can regenerate bone. So they're they're actually doing research and, and looking at it from a scientific standpoint as in terms of how to understand that to see how it could help us um, with, you know, like rheumatoid arthritis and, and things like that. I mean, they're regenerating bone. This is not like hmm. breaking a bone and it mending over itself. I mean, it's talking about regeneration of bone. Yeah,
2: they're just they're amazing animals.
1: Um, man, I'll get stuck reading this stuff. Let me, let me pay attention. So, so what's your, what tactics are you using, man? Are you kind of spotting stock? Are you setting in tree stands? California, we can't bait, we can't use hounds. Um, so, so how are you approaching your scenarios here? So
2: basically spot and stock, uh, last year, last year I did, I, well, I tempted last year, the tree stand, but only, I only did the tree stand because of where it was and the traffic that was coming down that trail. There wasn't any deer coming down there. It was only bears and, you know, some coyotes and stuff like that at night, foxes. But I was like, I don't need to spot and stock and I'm not good with a bow. Good enough to do spot and stock anyways. Uh, and so I'm like, dude, this is a perfect spot for a tree stand. So I'm not a tree stand, uh hunter, obviously, as I jacked up my bow and,
1: <laughs>
2: you know, but uh spot and stock. Uh you know, you just gotta you just find out where they're living. Find out, find pattern them. Uh, you know, uh the SBI guys, the Sierra Pacific people that I've talked to. Um, there was one guy um that I was talking to a couple years ago, and he's like, Hey, there's such and such and such logging road. Um, the bears are going through there and they are just tearing up the, the power poles, which made sense to me because the trail that I had been watching, somebody had dumped railroad ties in there, you know, years and years. I mean, they're old. In fact, the area where they're at is it's kind of, it's almost There's other trash in there, but it's like trash from the fifties. So it's almost like there was a dump in there at some point. Uh, but they came in and they would play with those railroad ties, scratch them, they're rubbing on them. And so as soon as he told me, he goes, man, they're tearing up these power poles. I was like, makes perfect sense. Um, and so I went in and, uh, I hiked in there and, and I was checking out those poles. And, and so now everywhere I hike, If I'm hiking, some you know, in Sierra Pacific, I'm sure a lot of people, when they watch the stuff I post on my Instagram, they're like, this fool's in his backyard, you know, right outside of town. I'm not. I'm down logging roads. You know, some of them are a mile. Some of them are a couple miles. You know, they're not that far off a highway. You know, a couple miles, that's not that far. And California, we've got power lines everywhere. And so, to walk down these roads, for one thing, I'm looking for tracks. The other thing I'm now I look for is the claw marks in these power poles because they just destroyed them. In fact, uh, I went in there this year, and PG&E had just changed those poles out because one of them was literally it looked like a beaver got to it, but six feet up. And so I'm thinking, man, a good windstorm (laughs) and we're gonna have a fire up here. And so, but it's only been a couple months those bears are all over that thing just tearing it up again and so i mean it'll take a while but that's that's something i look for in those areas uh yeah they're just that you don't have to you don't have to get deep to find the bears because uh that was and that was something the biologist told me uh she goes well, where are you hunting and uh and i'll and i'll throw some people a bone here if they think it's a bone but D3, if you go up and, and you, and you, uh, the biologist I spoke to, uh, and D3 is packed. I mean, packed with bears, but it's big timber. So it's, it's somewhat hard to hunt. Uh, it's pretty thick, but, uh, she was saying that these bears, they parallel, they'll parallel the the roads because they're looking. And, and when I mean roads, I'm not talking about like, uh, what is it interstate 50, you know, going up to Tahoe or something like that. But, uh, they'll parallel these roads, looking for roadkill, you know, bears are opportunists. They're not, uh, they just want to find something to eat, uh, especially late in the year. But, uh, she's the one that told me go up to, uh, Jackson Meadows reservoir. Uh, you know, that area and uh parallel these certain logging roads and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna find a bear well first time i walk up there and i go up into that area boom i'm i came face to face with a bear i'm like holy holy cow and uh we hunted that area which which borders i think it's x7a and uh and we took a we took a bear that year it was weird because uh it snowed on us. It said, Oh, chance of snow, like 10%. And we got a foot first night (laughs) and none of us packed for snow. (laughs) So that made them a lot easier to track twos when you get them
1: in the snow. Yeah, that was, uh, I got excited. Was it, it wasn't last year the year before we had, uh, I mean, Southern California, right. We don't get a ton of snow, even up the higher elevations. And, uh, Man, I got excited. We had about uh, three foot over a week, week and a half, and man, I go into my spot and that bear I'd been, you know, getting on camera, uh, his prints, man, they were they were running the edge of the timber line, and uh, man, I followed and followed and and it's the weird, like you were saying, right? They'll step in the same spot over and over and over. I'm following and following and dude, his tracks would end in the same spot. And it was like, he'd get up to a point and he would just turn around. I mean, outside of that, he had to just, you know, levitate and move elsewhere. No, they just just disappeared. Dude, I could not, I couldn't figure it out.
2: That, uh, that same, that same year we were hunting up there in the snow. Uh, one of the days I tried to, we'd come across some tracks that, I mean, they looked, you could see how the bear had stepped, and then as the paw comes up from the snow, it's stepping, and you could see where like their paw flicked the snow, and so you could tell it was super fresh. And so I'm like, dude, I'm I'm just gonna track this because the, the way that he's going is perfect for my wind, and the way the way that that bear traveled, it it totally it totally changed the way I think about how they travel. And so he did not one time come out uh, either side into an opening ever. He always stayed just inside the tree
1: line. Yep, that's what exactly what I saw.
2: Weaving in and out of the trees, and it's like, dude, fifteen feet out, you're walking out in the open. That's easy walking. Nope, that bear took the hard route, and it just I was just like, gee, th- these guys. I mean. They know what they're doing and how to stay hidden. They're not just going to step out in front of you and be like, what's up, bro? You know, they're, they stay hidden. They're like, they're like Bigfoot, man. They just up and disappear like a fart in the wind. And, and, you, and you never see them again. Well, that was,
1: you know, that was one of the things I was telling my buddies, right, is, you know, when we had that snowman, I was super excited to get up in there. And I think that was probably the first time in 12 or 13 years that I had the opportunity to hunt in snow you know i mean outside of a patch here and there and uh you know even with the cats right <laughs> you want to talk about a problem anywho um you know i'm what and the cats were doing the same thing but but both the bear and the cat prince man i mean they were just ride right on that edge and it was just like there you know you want to learn something about walking through the woods follow follow a predator right follow their tracks and you'll learn a whole heck of a lot in a day or two yeah
2: the tracks i followed they finally they finally went into a super, like a thicket. And it was almost like a little hole that, I mean, it wasn't a little hole, but a, a hole that went in to these bushes. And, and there was really no way to get around it. It was just so thick. And and I was and I'm with my nephew who I hunt with a lot and he's like, go in there. And I'm like, I, I ain't going in there. You know, I don't know that bear would be 10 feet in there, yep. uh, which I think they do. I think, I think the bear will hunker down. And and wait you out.
1: Just so. laid up. So let's let's talk about the bear ban a little bit, man. I know that you know we were we were up in arms about it. It was it was pretty scary, right? And and it was it was nice to see the support we got outside of the state. It was actually a little bit surprising because typically you know people are like, ah, it's California, they're screwed anyway. Um, but I thought it I was gone. Yeah, meet the dude. If I had to bank on it, I, I would have. I would have lost the bet because I thought we were. Uh, I thought we were sol. Um, but it was pretty impressive to watch everybody get behind it. The only, I guess, the disappointing part of it was, as much as I appreciated everyone getting behind it and we need it right in terms of the hunting demographic, we have to support each other across you know state lines or whatever. But you would think man we would have garnered more support here at home um with hunters i i think the petition got something like twenty five thousand signatures if we had thirty thousand bear tags sold last year right why didn't we have thirty thousand signatures here plus the signatures from out of state i it just i don't know man well, I, Disappointing. I hit
2: up my i hit up my taxidermis that i use um and I think this might be up a little bit of that is, uh, and I'm like, dude, what are we going to do? And he goes, don't expect any help from me. Cause he's a hound hunter. He goes, nobody stepped up and helped us. And so I think there was a little bit of that. It's like, and, and, and I, and I would have back then, if I knew what was going on, if, I mean, I wasn't into hunting like I am now. I mean, I hunted every year, but it was more of like a camping trip. And if we get something great, uh, but yeah, no I didn't feel like we had that much support especially from like companies like Kuyu, California company where were they where were they I mean I mean and I get it uh I don't politics I don't well I mean I mean I I I don't I don't get it but I I think a lot of people just kind of wrote it off I somewhat wrote it off in the beginning just thinking we are screwed. and and at that point uh and I mean, I don't feel like my Instagram has a lot of influence on people. I mean, uh it was a it was a group effort. I think the one guy that that probably made the biggest difference social media wise and 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 put in the effort was uh I think his name's is it Charles? Yeah, Charles Shadow. Yeah, Shadow Tracker. I, I mean, I think that guy killed it. Uh I mean all I did was try to I don't think I really did anything. I tried to repost stuff. I just tried to make people aware of it. Like, Hey, help us out. If you can, you know, even if you got 20 followers, share, share it. it. Yep. Sign it, share, share it, share, share. share. And so that's all I tried to do. Share, 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 share. Charles took it to the next level. And, uh, you know, he
1: ran with it. Yeah, um, he's he, know, that think, dude does he does some phenomenal stuff, man, in terms of helping you know and, and, and being at the forefront, too. I mean, just Charles, just a dude, that's what he'll tell you, right? I'm just a dude. And uh, he, he like you know, with the pig band uh, a year or two ago, I mean, he was you know, he's the one who said, Hey, check this out, everybody got happy, this is what we're getting. Hold on, read the fine print, something's funky here. And uh, yeah. that was another one that he kind of. That he kind of spearheaded, man. Which was, uh, it was another one that was like, "Ooh, close call." Thanks, buddy.
2: No, I mean, and, and you know, he killed it. I mean, he 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 made a big difference. I think one of the things that really pissed me off about that whole thing was we're in the year 2020, the year of "Let's follow the science." yeah <laughs> and, and we got a senator
1: <laughs> who's going
2: oh well you know let's let's ban something and go against the science science says we should be killing more so why not sell two bear tags you know I think, I mean, or spring
1: season. I was going to say extended, extended in the spring, right? If you, if you sell 30,000 tags and and there's a risk, right. That you could have that just hypothetical, right. Playing devil's advocate. You could have that freak year where you kill, you know, you sell 30,000 tags, kill you 1700. You cut it off, but you've sold, you know. 15 more tags, you know, 150 more tags, whatever. Now you've exceeded, you've exceeded the quota uh, one year out of, you know, almost 20 since we've seen that uh, quota met.
2: Well, we have the population that justifies a spring season. Um, It's, it's a shame that we don't have it. I don't, I don't think, personally, will ever have it. Uh, But here's my other thinking, and I was just thinking about this today. Sierra Pacific, they I mean, you go talk to a Sierra Pacific guy, they want you to kill the bears because the, the bears are in there killing their trees. A lot of people don't realize that, but bears, you know, they destroy the timber. They kill, they actually kill the young trees. And so SBI should help push especially for a spring hunt when it's not fire season, since they're going to shut us down most likely every year now, you know, for the most part, for the, for the most of hunting season. I mean, come, uh, you know, late October hunt season's over for the majority of people. Well, for deer, bear's still over, yeah. right? Well, but like you said, not very many people are just hunting bears. So when deer season ends, there are at out least world, so. at least up where I'm at, if you go out after the deer season closes, you're lucky if you see somebody up on the mountain hunting a bear. And I, and I think that this year with that uh Senate Bill 252, I think there uh I think a lot of bear tags will be sold this year. It'll probably be a record. Uh I know I have a lot of people that will DM me and message me on Instagram and say, dude, got my first bear tag that that the bear band, you know, brought it to my attention about bear hunting. And now I want to get into it. And, and that excites me. And and most anybody that hits me up, I, I do whatever I can to help them, you know, if I can help them at all, you know, recommending where to go, uh, you know, obviously I'm not going to. St- Given my onyx pen of where i like to go but i mean i'll i'll point somebody in a fair direction of where they they could have a good chance at seeing animals i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna tell somebody yeah, hey, go over here and it's a total lie but uh i love seeing people successful i mean half the time when i'm hunting even if i don't get in if i'm not the guy that gets the animal i'm still just as excited i mean of course i want to be the one filling the tag every time but you know, it was like our Montana trip this year. Uh, we saw bears every day. Uh, rugged, unforgivable, unforgiving country. I mean, but the bears were just too far up the avalanche chute. Uh, you know, 1,500 yards, straight up. You know, I mean, just where I ain't going to get to. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that probably could. Um, my nephew took a black one, which seems to be my unicorn. Uh, I spotted it. I let him shoot it. I mean, it, it was, uh, I didn't care. I mean, we got an animal. I consider that a successful hunting trip. We had a great time and we all, we all learned stuff while we were there for the next time. I mean, every time you're on the mountain, that's a learning experience. I don't care how many, even if it's your first or your millionth time up there, you probably learn something new.
1: Well, uh, some guys, they, you know, unless it's in camp with a, with some blue ribbon or a bottle of whiskey, man, um, you, you can't help but learn if you're in the woods. Yeah. So I think, I mean, in my opinion, man, one of the, one of the issues, And it's an assumption, right, is I don't know that people realize that opportunity, right? They understand there's a bear tag. Some people may think it detracts from their hunting opportunity for their deer tag, uh, not realizing that by not pursuing or not having control of that population, that ultimately has has an adverse effect on their deer season anyway. But... You know just just so folks understand right the uh that our bear see a bear tag resident bear tag here is what 35 bucks 37 bucks and i think fa- it's i think it's more closer to 50 now oh did they raise it i think it's 40
2: 40 something
1: okay um so with that right our our Bear seasons open when the general season, a general deer season opens. Now bear season will not close in that zone until the quota is met. The current quota is 1700 bears or till uh, the end of December. Right. So, you know, 1700 bears or uh, what is it? The last Sunday in December, whichever comes first. So if you have a tag, that's, you know, early to mid-october that's running three weeks well you got three weeks for your deer tag you you harvest your deer you don't harvest your deer now you have another two and a half months of being out enjoying the woods and pursuing bear and when you're pursuing bear you can gain some knowledge for your next deer season um and man it's it really is it, it is a fun it is a fun hunt um And I I think we all owe it to—I mean, even if you don't want to just pursue bears, we owe it to our deer population to help manage it, right? We holler management. I mean, that's you know, yeah, you're right. It's uh, fifty-two bucks now, and then for a non-resident, sixteen years of age, it's one. What is it for a
2: non-resident? I've had I've had a couple people message me and ask. I'm like, "I'm sorry, dude. I don't know." Hundred eighty-three.
1: It's hundred eighty-three dollars for a non-res tag. Uh, What's the and, license? And oh, excuse me, that's your license. And I'm scrolling down here. And your bear tag non-res is 325. three twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, three twenty-five. Which, which isn't which really four hundred and fifty bucks.
2: Yeah, so it's about it's about sixty dollars more than what it cost me for my Montana stuff. Montana's I think I think it was three ninety, right around three ninety.
1: Which isn't which isn't horrible. Uh, you got a better chance of shooting a bear here. You got a higher bear population, um, you know, yeah. in well, terms of density. I think
2: I think they're a little easier to find in the spring than they are than the in fall. the fall. Yeah, I'd agree. So I think that's kind of yeah. I, I mean, I, I I honestly think you still have a good chance to see one in the fall. Obviously, I mean, I I shoot them in the fall. I mean, I think I think the big thing with people in bear hunting is. They just get discouraged because I mean, you can spend 15 days in the woods and
1: not see a bear. Well, you're not looking either.
2: No, and you're not looking, but I mean, I can go up and spend 15 days. I mean, I've spent 15 days in the woods and not seen a deer too, but most of the time you're seeing a couple does and, and that keeps you excited. That keeps your momentum up. When you're up in the woods and you're seeing nothing that does get discouraging. I've been there. Every year I'm there, you know, man, I'm not seeing nothing, you know, but I'll tell you what, it just takes that split moment. Boom. There it is. And you're right. You got to have, it's almost like you got to train your eyes to look for a bear. I mean, it's the same thing for a deer. I feel like I have to get out on a, on a hillside, a mountain, and I actually have to start seeing and when I'm deer hunting, I have to start seeing them first. But once I start seeing one or two, then I feel like my eyes start to pick up more because now my, it's almost like I'm telling my eyes, Hey, that's what we're looking for. How many times did I look over that? And it, and it was a deer, but I just, you know what I mean? It's kind of, I guess that's kind of a weird way to put it, but it's like, you got to force your eyes to be like, that's what I'm looking for. And with a bear, they look like a stump. Yeah. You stumps, I'm like, that's a bear right
1: there. <laughs> I'm like, well, it hasn't moved for twenty yeah. minutes. Is it know. or you do the wait, I think it moved. Is it moving? Is it laying there? Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how many times I've oh, done that. Oh, oh, man. You know, rock, rocks, stumps, you know. Yeah. Oh, that was a bear. <laughs> I mean Yeah, we got a uh,
1: there's a couple men. I I got a job site here in uh locally in the mountains and uh dude we have there's a nice couple bears running around there i posted one a while back and he's probably um somewhere between two call it 260 300 pounds and he's just a nice nice bear man just real lean muscular um and looks like he don't take no mess so i'm i'm excited for uh for bear season this year man i'd like to get are one you with gonna, my boat you gonna
2: ch- Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna do the whole archery thing.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go out. Well, I'm gonna fill my bear tag, so I, I'm gonna start with archery, but I'm gonna be very uh, purposeful in in hunting bear. And if you know, if it gets to the point where I got you know a month, three weeks left, I'm gonna pull out the rifle, and uh, and make sure I do fill that got. tag. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do what you gotta do. I mean, it don't matter.
1: I mean, I
2: my goal last year, and obviously I screwed that up myself, was archery. This year, that's like my main hunting goal of the season is archery bear. But now I've had a a wrench thrown in that with the the land closures. So hopefully I can still figure that out. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's, I've heard it's doesn't get any more exciting than sticking a bear with a bow. So, you know, (laughs) I hope I can, I hope I get to experience it. I actually hope I just have the opportunity, whether I miss or not. I just want the opportunity. I just want to see them. That's it. Face to face. That's nothing that just makes my s- skin
1: tingle. <laughs> yeah. With, the The hardest part is, you know, pulling that, pulling that bow back, man, and, and keeping the wherewithal descended. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully i don't hopefully i don't uh shoot it straight up in the air you know who knows <laughs> string time is just you know it just pull 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 from now to then how how many acres do you think um what kind of land does spi own up there Ooh. i
2: would i would i would be guessing if i said it's it seems like they own everything but that's not true i mean there is there's a ton of national forests you know Lassen national forests uh but i would say 70% of the the land i like to hunt is sbi uh there is some uh wilderness stuff that i like to go into but you know it's all about
1: access and what's what can i get away with on a weekend you know one point sorry man 1.9 million acres in california yeah Yeah, well i mean (sighs) i would actually thought it was more that's still, that's so do still, they, a,
2: do they, I don't even know how far South do they go. Do they go down to where you're at?
1: No, we don't have, man. I think, I think uh,
2: I probably, know their headquarters is in Anderson California.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're in Anderson, which is just up the road from me.
2: I had to go stop by there and give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> I don't know. It, I, you almost know called, I almost called my connection last year. In fact, I still might do it and just be like, Hey,
1: you guys give deprivation tags, <laughs> you know what's what's crazy about it, you know, I was I was talking to a friend of mine, you know, and I told you when we first started talking this evening, is that we've been unseasonally cool. So for me, you know, I'm up in the mountains a couple three times a week. And usually this time of year, everything is is golden brown. Man, the sun's just baked it; it's dried out. Dude, I could drive up right now, and it's just, you know, it's it's nice. You know, it's still green all over the place. It's been amazing. So, so to kind of see these closures is just uh, it's kind of unreal to me.
2: It's pretty dead up here. It's pretty. I mean, when I'm in the, when I'm out in the area I'm at, it's dry. Uh, but I still think they should allow walk-ins uh i get it no campfire okay i agree campfire can get out of hand on on anybody uh i still think they should allow you to walk in uh and that's just i'm i guess i'm just biased i mean a lot of people would probably disagree but i feel like i'm not going to go in there and do anything to start a fire and i and i can't say that it's never happened but i don't think i've personally ever heard of somebody shooting a gun and starting a fire. Uh, Is it possible? Well, probably. I mean, maybe I had to look up Mythbusters and see if, (laughs) see if they got an episode. I mean, I I can't, I can't, I mean, I guess somebody with like a jet boil or, you know, something like that trying to cook. But the last thing I'm trying to eat is a hot meal on the side of a mountain when it's, when it's still warm out.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, like we said earlier, right. Is, is you got all your, your equipment that you're running through there to, you know, do all the logging. I mean, there's, there's a chance there, not to say that they're not regulated and have, you know, not trying to bash those guys, but there's a, there's and
2: not just, not just that, but you know, my understanding is they still allow certain employees to hunt during the closure on their property. So, I mean, it's kind (laughs) of, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. And so now what it's going to do is it's going to, it's going to force me and a lot of other people to learn a new area, you know, which uh, is never a like bad a, thing. No, national forest, you know, but they can close that too. So I think what it's going to do is I think it's it's going to be a yearly thing it seems like if they did it last year and they're doing it this year, who says they're not going to do it next year? I mean, it's, you know everybody global warming, global warming. Well, it's going to make me think about am I going to waste my money here? you know, I put in for points. I've been putting in for points for uh, quite a few years now for Utah, for mule deer, elk, you know, the bighorn sheep, you know, uh, maybe I'll go out there. I mean, I do have, uh, I've got an itch to hunt elk. Oh man. You start, you start scratching. I think you're in
1: trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: My dad used to elk hunt in Colorado, uh, I think he went every other year and, uh, right. When I turned, I think it was 12 when I was old enough to go, or I don't even, I don't know if it was old enough to go hunt or just, he goes, you have to be this old to go with us. I don't remember what it was, but, uh, that year they quit going because that was when the, what was it? They call it mad cow disease. And he's like, I'm not going to go out there and, and hunt if they got, you know, the wasting disease going on and so he's never been back since and so you know maybe my life would be different if if i got to experience that uh but i want to i need to experience it maybe i'll use some points and and hunt utah uh i did i that's where i shot my first
1: first deer was utah my mule deer uh which was you go colorado Go Colorado OTC and grab a bear tag man I mean we've had we've had bears literally literally about to step on us taking a taking a midday nap um yeah. you know we'd be glassing across a canyon or some of drainage and boom bear um man so you can go over there you could have you know you could have your cake and eat it too get that elk experience and uh get in some black bears do they
2: do they have a spring season?
1: No, I don't think Colorado does anymore.
2: Well, I would love to hunt. Uh, I'd love to hunt bear there. Um, I'd love to hunt elk there. I think. I think the next two states that I I want to try for spring bears is uh, Idaho and a state that I really just you know, from social media learned about being like a really good bear hunting is Arizona. (laughs) There's a guy I follow, uh, on Instagram and dude, he, 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 uh, he posts some pretty gnarly bears, uh, with his phone scope and and trail cam. And I think they're kind of like California where you don't think of Arizona as bears. Right.
1: Yeah. I've never really even considered
2: it underrated. I mean, uh, that's something I'd like to
1: explore. So no, Montana, I'll 90, definitely go to bear. Ninety-two Colorado uh, Amendment Ten banned the spring season.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I wonder what their population is for bear because you don't really ever hear about.
1: it. Oh, they're there. I, I mean, every season, man. Um, we, uh, we're in them. I'll, I'll have a bear tag this year. It's just hard for me, you know, going going out of state for elk and then I don't, I don't want to pull away from my elk hunt one, two.
2: Well, yeah. You're there to
1: kill an elk. Yeah. And yeah. then if you shoot a bear that takes a day away from your hunt and being successful with your elk exactly. tag. Exactly. And I, I live in probably one of the best States to hunt bear. Why am I going to hunt them elsewhere? Well,
2: and I think, I think that that, that the way that you think about that with your elk tag, is a lot of people here feel about their deer tag well i'm hunting deer i don't want to shoot a bear and now i've lost my opportunity possibly of getting a deer yeah but you're at home Which
1: i get, I you're get at it home. well then at least buy the tag right by the tag and and if that money is going where it's supposed to go you're doing some good in that realm yeah. and if you get lucky <laughs> then you get lucky yeah but and like you say you're at home you're not you know 20 hours from you know Colorado estimated bear black bear population is 10 to 12,000. Yeah. So a quarter of what ours is really. Yeah.
2: No, I, I think I would be the same way as you. If I went, uh, you know, Utah, Idaho, uh, Colorado, if I was there, Elpen, I mean, I'd buy a wolf tag, <laughs> uh, because that would be cool. Um, but I don't know if I, I mean, like you say, I mean, it's a big expense already with the elk tag and license. You're there. That's your mission.
1: So, well, I'll have but, one this year.
0: Yeah.
2: Well,
1: get a black one, dude. I can't get a black one. I'm going to have to. That The big giant one I was telling you about, He's he's pitch black, man. I mean, he is dark as night. And he's a, he's a massive I, SLB. I,
0: I saw
2: one on my camera last year, one time, one, he came by one time and then in 20 to 2016 or 2017, I shot at one a giant, I mean, a monster black one, jet black. And he was standing out in like the tall, you know, yellow grass, uh, and I shot right underneath him. And and since then, it's just been impossible for me to get a black
1: one. You can't get me.
2: <laughs> right. No, And I go to Montana last year, 20, uh, 2020. I'm going to get a black one. And what do I get? Cinnamon. <laughs> and a couple of the guys are out there. They're like, dude, that's what everybody wants to get here. And, and you got it. I'm like, I just want a black, black
1: one. one. And they're like, yeah.
2: nobody wants the black ones here. <laughs> I'm like, that's why I'm here. Cause I know you got a lot of black ones. So.
1: Yeah. Luck of the dang draw. Well, so if folks, man, if folks here at home or elsewhere want to get out here and, and, hunt bear, man, are you available for them to, to pick your brain? And if so, how do they, hmm. uh, how do they reach out? How do they get a hold of you?
2: Absolutely. Dude. I, 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 I enjoy helping, uh, fellow hunters, man. I mean, whatever, uh, whatever it takes, I'm, I'm not a guide. I get, I get asked that once in a while. Hey, do you do guided hunts? Um, I'm not in that game. Although I think that could be fun. Um, but if somebody wants to reach me and pick my brain, I'm on Instagram, black bear pursuit. Um, I'm not on Facebook. I don't have a, I have a personal one, but I'm hardly on there, but that's, that's where to find me. And, uh, I'm on there all the time. So if somebody messages me, I'm going to, I'll message them back. So, and I'll help them if I can. I know there, I get some people to ask about stuff down your way. And I'm like, I never hunted down there. Uh, but you know, D three Jackson Meadows reservoir, Tahoe national forest. Uh, people will probably be like, damn, why is that guy saying those areas? It's <laughs> but that's a great spot to start. And it's a great, it's a great spot to learn. Um, and it's beautiful up there. I mean, it doesn't get, I mean, that's probably one of the prettiest areas, uh, Tahoe National Forest in this whole state. I mean, so if you live in that area or you're close to that area, it's a good place to go. Uh, hit me up. I'll help you out um, as much as I can. And who knows, maybe, maybe we get a hunt together. We need to get a hunt together. We need to get a spring bear hunt.
1: I was going to say, man, I, I, I missed it this year. I wanted to do, uh, want to go to Idaho. Um, and I don't know why I, I don't know. I slept on it. Um, just didn't plan for it, but yeah, man, let's, uh, let's do something. Um, I you know love what's
2: the hunt? Hell's Canyon.
1: What's looking really good to me, though, is Washington or Oregon, man. Those guys, the bear numbers up there are, uh, are phenomenal. Washington, man, those guys lay down some bears every year, and it's just like, good Lord. Yeah, and it's
2: closer. <laughs> I know a lot of people, man, why don't you go to Oregon? It's way closer, and they got just as many, and most of the bears are black. <laughs> well,
1: like, yeah, you got to I don't draw know why I don't sucker. go there. Well, you got to draw you know, one, it, too. One,
2: one guy that's one uh that's worth mentioning who's helped me out a lot and I uh I met him through Instagram uh is is Joe um Western Bear Foundation uh is his Instagram um and super helpful dude um he gave me some tips and stuff like that about you know hunting Montana and way more knowledgeable about just bears in general uh great dude uh i hope i can hunt with him we're (laughs) we're talking about you know uh putting a hunt together out there and then have him come out here so hunt there in the spring hunt here in the fall yeah that'd be awesome and i I mean i'd love to do that with anybody in a different state hey you want to hunt with me here let's do it and then let's hunt in your state you know kind of like you know, we learn from each other and, and I'm not looking for people's honey holes. I just, you know, hunting with new people is always fun,
1: you know, just getting like you said earlier though, man, getting out into that new, that new country, there's uh there's some added adventure in that, man.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, and that's part of the fun, but you know, being out of your
1: comfort zone usually leads to good things most times well shoot brother i appreciate the time man we'll uh yeah we'll have to get serious about looking at that uh that spring bear stuff coming up here man but uh best of luck in your season um you know keep me posted let me know how it goes you know i'll be sharing my bear pictures with you i'm gonna try and find uh that bear
2: i better be the first one you you send the picture to hey check out this beast Heck,
1: heck yeah um and if I find this picture, I'm looking for this freaking file on my external right now so I could send you the uh blow your mind with this bear down here. i miss this guy's a monster. So when I when I hunt this out, man, I'll find it for you and, and shoot it uh, to you. Might get you yeah. driving down here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey. I'd be down. I'd be uh, I mean, even if I don't even if I filled my tag, I'd be down to go hunt and help somebody and just be their eyes, you know. Hunting by yourself is tough,
1: so having an extra set of eyeballs never hurts. Heck, no, especially behind that glass, man. Especially with somebody, you know, with any animal, right? Is you, you got guys that are just good with picking that stuff out. I no, guess it's, it's it's
2: teamwork, man. I mean, it, no matter if you're the one that uh, you know shoots it, fills your tag. It was you know, if you're hunting with people, it's still a team of. Packing it out, cutting it up, you know, doing all that stuff. It, you, you know, just because you shot it, you, you still didn't do it by yourself. At least that's how I look at it. I mean, it is a group effort if that's how we hunt.
1: Well, this, yeah, this. You can't, take all, the
2: credit. You can't take all the credit unless you do do it by yourself.
1: <laughs> this sucker here would take a group effort to get him out. He's so big. But yeah, if I find no. him, I'll shoot him over to you, man. All right man i appreciate the time you know again guys if you're listening please go get the daggum bear tag especially if you're here in california if you got some time to you know shoot over a state or two and you want to get into bear hunt in the fall um is a good opportunity man uh to get in some bears we got plenty of them so the,
2: yeah hey man i appreciate you having me on yeah absolutely brother.
1: Uh, my pleasure I, love,
2: uh, I call you the voice I was telling my wife, who's the, who's the guy you're going on with? I go, I call him the voice. I mean, he's just got that. The I mean, it's, it's a radio voice, man. I mean, it, you, it, it's almost kind of like you have, It's well, what was I going to say? I don't know if I should say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like Rush Limbaugh. You you hear that guy talk, boom, you know who he is. So as soon as you hear your voice, I mean, it's just totally recognizable. I, I think you're going, uh, big places
1: and i think your page is just going to explode over the next couple years appreciate that man appreciate it hopefully it's all i gotta keep it for the right reason though right hey you know that's the hard part is is staying true to stand true to it all man because there's temptations out there but we'll keep it uh we'll keep it right and hopefully that does happen but i appreciate that man yeah I appreciate you having me on. All right, brother. Well, we'll talk to you soon. I'll find this picture. I'll shoot it to you. Blow your mind with this big old SoCal bear.
2: All right, do it.
1: All right, brother. Talk to you. See you. Later. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.